Hello, this is Len Martinez. Welcome to this episode of the Bull Valley Advisor, where we focus on investing in value stocks with positive price momentum. Let's get started. Len Martinez, Ph.D. CPA, is president of Bull Valley Advisors. Len publishes the Bull Valley Advisor, a stock market newsletter for institutional investors, featuring his BVA Value Momentum Portfolio Strategy. Podcast, anchor.fm slash len-martinez-phd-cpa. Institutional investors visit my website to subscribe and ask for a free copy of the Bull Valley Advisor monthly email newsletter www.bullvalleyadvisors.com investing in value stocks with positive price momentum. BVA Value Momentum Portfolio Strategy Year-to-Date Performance as of February 28, 2021. March 3, 2021. BVA Value Momentum Portfolio Strategy. Year-to-date performance as of February 28, 2021. Year-to-date. The BVA Value Momentum Portfolio Strategy return is up 44.37% compared to a gain of 2.15% for the Morningstar U.S. Market Index. Since the start of the portfolio on January 2, 2019, the BVA Value Momentum Portfolio Strategy return is up 285.94% compared to a gain of 23.02% for the Morningstar U.S. Market Index. There were two changes to the portfolio in February. Market Summary Week Ahead After President Biden's $1.9 trillion pandemic aid bill narrowly passed the House in the early hours of Saturday, all attention moves now to a vote in the Senate. Meanwhile, investors will also turn their eyes to the U.S. jobs report due Friday, GDP data for Australia, Brazil, Canada, and Turkey, as well as worldwide manufacturing and services PMI surveys and monetary policy action by the Reserve Bank of Australia. Other releases include trade figures for the U.S. and Canada, factory orders for the U.S. and Germany, unemployment rate for the euro area and Japan, and industrial output and retail sales for South Korea. Mm-hmm. Market News U.S. stocks close mixed. Wall Street closed little changed on Friday and booked a negative week, as stimulus hopes intensified. Investors remained expected with big tech recouping some of the previous session's sharp losses. On the macro side, the 10-year Treasury yield dropped about 6 basis points to 1.46% on Friday after surging to 1.6% on Thursday. The Personal Consumption Expenditures Price Index indicated that inflation rose 0.3% in January, slightly ahead of the 0.2% expected by analysts, but up only 1.5% on an annual basis. The Dow Jones dropped 470 points, or 1.5% to 30,932. The S&P 500 declined 18 points, or 0.5% to 3,811. In contrast, the Nasdaq added 73 points, or 0.6% to 13,192. Global bond sell-off intensifies. The global government bond sell-off intensified in February in anticipation of a robust economic recovery and stronger inflation. The triple combination of ultra-easy monetary policy, unprecedented government spending, and, more recently, 
The vaccination rollout boosted expectations that an economic bounce will occur in the second half of 2021, which, in turn, drove investors away from bonds. The U.S. Treasury yield, the benchmark for all global bonds, climbed above 1.6% for the first time since February last year. Both Australia's and New Zealand's 10-year bond yields spiked to their highest level since April of 2019. Dollar bounces off seven-week low. The dollar index managed to regain ground above the 90.5 region on Friday, recovering from an almost seven-week low of 89.70 hit in the prior session, as soaring U.S. Treasury yields lent some optimism to the greenback bulls. Expectations of a robust economic recovery fueled by the vaccine's rollout and more government spending sparked inflation concerns, which, in turn, drove the long-term yields to levels not seen in over a year. Market moves came despite Federal Reserve Chairman Jay Powell on its semi-annual report to Congress downplayed the threat of a spike in prices. Powell also noted that bringing the economy to full employment will not be an easy task, and it will require more than a dovish policy to achieve it. Oil set for fourth monthly gain. Oil is heading for a 19% monthly gain in February, the fourth consecutive month of gains, and the most since November. Both WTI and Brent recovered to pre-pandemic levels earlier this month, bolstered by tightening global supplies and prospects of an economic recovery driven by a COVID-19 vaccination campaign globally and fiscal stimulus. Further supporting prices was a fall of almost 6 million barrels of combined production in the U.S. because of the cold blast last week that forced the shutdown of wells and processing plants. Meantime, traders started to worry about a looming increase in crude oil supplies from OPEC Plus as the cartel meets on March 4, while refineries in Texas began to resume operations. In the New York afternoon trading, WTI was trading around $62 a barrel and Brent about $66 a barrel. Gold heads for biggest monthly fall since 2016. Gold extended losses to an eight-month low below $1,730 per ounce and was heading for a 6% monthly drop in February, the most since an 8.2% drop in November 2016, as soaring long-term yields spooked investors away from the metal as it became less attractive because it does not offer interest. Expectations of a robust economic recovery fueled by the vaccine's rollout and more government spending triggered inflation fears, which, in turn, drove U.S. Treasury yields to levels not seen in over a year. Silver poised for first monthly fall in three. Silver fell below $26.50 an ounce on Friday and was on course for its first monthly decline in three, as Treasury yields continue to soar amid prospects of a swift economic recovery despite dovish comments from Fed Chair Powell during his semi-annual report to Congress. The Fed's chief highlighted the importance of keeping monetary policy extremely easy for the foreseeable future to support the U.S. economy. Meantime, expectations of increased industrial demand helped to cap losses. Baltic Exchange Dry Index at over one week low. The Baltic Exchange's main sea freight index was down for a third straight session, falling 1.5% to 1,675, its lowest since February 16. The Panamax Index, which measures coal or grain cargoes, declined 3.1% to 2,140, extending its losing streak to a seventh straight session, and the Cape Size Index, 
which tracks iron, or in coal cargoes went down 2.2% to an over one week low of 1,439. Meanwhile, the Supermax index extended gains for the 15th straight session, hitting a fresh record high of 1,878. The Baltic Dry Index jumped around 14% in February, the strongest monthly gain since September, even though the index fell 1.4% this week. Aluminum hovers at over two-year high. Aluminum futures have been trading above the $2,200 region, close to its highest level since October 2018, boosted by a rush to buy copper substitutes as the red metal prices surged to near-decade highs. Substitution of copper with aluminum or plastics has been in a marked downward trend in recent years, but markets bet consumers can be encouraged to make the switch once again if copper continues to trade at a record multiple to aluminum. However, the substitution can be challenged due to aluminum's poorer conductivity and larger volumes. Furthermore, aluminum prices are set to remain high-driven by a recovery in demand particularly in the automotive, packaging and construction sectors from the COVID-19 hit. Steel hits three-year high. Shanghai Steel Futures were trading around 4,600 yuan a ton, a level not seen since January of 2018, void by expectations of improved demand as the global economic recovery gained steam, while supply concerns added to the bullish tone. Top steel-producing city Tangshan issued a pollution warning forcing mills and coking plants to halt production. Markets were already basking in the glow of strong domestic demand, mainly due to China's massive spending on infrastructure construction. Meanwhile, top steel-producing city Tangshan issued a pollution warning forcing mills and coking plants to halt production. Rhodium rises to fresh record high. Rhodium prices surged past $25,000 an ounce for the first time ever on the back of growing demand from the auto industry due to increasingly stringent emissions regulations at a time when the market faces a supply deficit. Car companies in Europe and China are using more rhodium to meet tougher cleaner legislation. Also, supply from South Africa, the biggest producer, has been disrupted by the coronavirus pandemic and lack of investment in new mines over the past decades. Bitcoin heads for biggest weekly fall in a year. Bitcoin is on course for a 20% slump to below $47,000 this week, the biggest since a 33.5% drop in March last year amid concerns over the overvaluation. Bitcoin touched $58,000 for the first time on Sunday, driven by interest among investors and companies worldwide catapulted by Tesla's big Bitcoin purchase earlier in the month. The digital currency is still up about 60% so far this year, void by institutional buying and its appeal as a hedge against potential inflation resulting from the massive central bank and government stimulus measures. European equities end February in the red. European stock markets ended deep in the red on Friday, with Frankfurt's DAX 30 falling 0.7% to 13,786 and other major indexes dropping between 0.9% and 2.5%, as investors feared that the surge in Treasury yields and rising inflation rates could prompt central banks to tight monetary policy sooner than expected. The losses came even as European Central Bank policymakers Philip Lane and Isabel Schnabel signaled earlier in the session that the ECB could provide more support if rising yields hurt the eurozone recovery. On the corporate front, earnings from Deutsche Telekom increased on higher revenue, 
while German chemicals giant BASF said it expects 2021 earnings to recover in 2021. For the month, the DAX 30 gained 2.6%. FTSE 100 suffers worst day since October. The UK FTSE 100 plunged nearly 170 points or 2.5% to 6,483 on Friday, suffering its largest one-day loss since the end of October, led by mining stocks, property firms and energy producers. Investors across the globe feared that a surge in bond yields and rising inflationary pressure could force central bankers to tight monetary policy sooner than expected. For the month, the FTSE 100 gained 1.2%. Japanese shares plummet 4%. The Nikkei 225 lost 1,202.26 points or 3.99% to 28,966.06 on Friday, posting the biggest daily decline in nearly a year, while gaining 1.83% for the month amid precautions about rising inflation as a spike in yields of U.S. and Japanese long-term bonds triggered concerns about market stability. Local 10-year rates surged to 5-year highs of 0.167%, while the U.S. 10-year rate eased from yearly highs of 1.48%. On the coronavirus front, there were 1,076 new COVID-19 infections on Thursday in Japan bouncing back above 1,000 for the first time in two days. Meantime, the government is reportedly looking to end a state of emergency in all but Tokyo and three neighboring prefectures at the end of this month, a week earlier than scheduled. On the data front, retail sales in Japan fell 2.4% yoy in January after a revised 0.2% drop in December, while housing starts dropped by 3.1% in the month, the least in 19 months. China stocks slumped 2%. The Shanghai Composite Index tumbled 76 points, or 2.1% to a near three-week low of 3,509 on Friday at around 2.15 p.m. Shanghai time, after soaring bond yields and heavy selling in the tech sector triggered a broad sell-off on Wall Street overnight. The 10-year U.S. Treasury hit a one-year high of 1.614% Thursday, above the S&P 500 dividend yield of 1.5%. Meantime, the White House said that President Joe Biden was disappointed in the ruling by the Senate parliamentarian that the chamber cannot include his proposed minimum wage in a $1.9 trillion COVID-19 bill. Locally, fears over policy tightening and high valuations in stock markets lingered even as the PBOC said that it would refrain from sudden shifts in order to provide stability. Further weighing sentiment, Catherine Tai, Biden's top trade nominee, back tariffs as a legitimate tool to counter China's state-driven economic model. All major sectors moved lower, led by basic industrials, real estate, and consumer staples. U.S. Major Stock Market Index ETFs In U.S. stock market ETFs year-to-date, the Russell 2000 Small Cap Value Fund led with a gain of 15.83%, followed by the Russell 2000 Small Cap Blend Fund with a gain of 11.5%. The biggest loss was in the S&P 500 Large Cap Growth Fund with a loss of 0.77%, mm -hmm. followed by the QQQ NASDAQ 100 ETF with a loss of 0. U.S. Stock Market Sector ETFs year-to-date the Equity Energy ETF led with a gain of 30.13% following the significant increase in oil prices during the period.
The financial ETF registered the second highest gain at 11.74%, as financial stocks generally benefit from a rise in interest rates. The worst performing sector was utilities down 5.17%, followed by consumer staples down 4.61%. Global Stock Market ETFs In global stock market ETFs year-to-date, the FXI China Large Cap ETF lead with a gain of 7.52%, followed by the AAXJ All Country Asia X Japan ETF with a gain of 7.11%. The worst performing ETF was the EWZ Brazil ETF down 10.93%, followed by the ILF Latin America 40 ETF down 7.8%. Commodities ETFs in commodities, the BDRY Dry Bulk Shipping ETF recorded the largest gain at 72.86% year-to-date. Virtually all other categories of commodities registered significant gains, with the exceptions of gold and precious metals. In petroleum-related ETFs, gasoline lead with a gain of 30.4%. Oil-related ETFs were up approximately 29%. Copper was up 20.19%. Uranium was up 19.7%, and platinum was up 13.75%. The DBA Agriculture ETF was up 8.74%, as most individual agriculture items were up between approximately 5% to 15%. The increase in commodities appears to be confirming concerns about rising inflation and rising interest rates. Bond Market Virtually all bond market categories declined year-to-date, largely due to the rise in interest rates. Bond prices move in the opposite direction of interest rates. As rates rise bond values fall in order to adjust the prices of already outstanding bonds to the comparable prices of new bonds issued at the higher rates. Currencies In currency market ETFs year-to-date, Bitcoin lead with a gain of 42.61%. The Australian dollar and British pound registered gains, while most other major currencies were relatively flat during the period. Thank you and please stay tuned for more upcoming reports. Institutional investors be sure to visit my website to subscribe and ask for a free copy of the Bull Valley Advisors Stock Market Newsletter. www.bullvalleyadvisors.com You can also subscribe and listen to my podcasts on Anchorat. Anchor.fm slash Len hyphen Martinez hyphen PhD hyphen CPA. You can also subscribe and listen to my podcasts on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Radio Public, and Spotify. Len Martinez is a financial consultant. Information in the Bull Valley Advisor newsletter should not be considered as investment advice or an offer to buy or sell securities. Data is derived from sources considered to be reliable including Morningstar, StockCharts.com, Yahoo Finance, Finviz, TipRanks, Investing.com, ECRI, OECD, Guru Focus, Crestmont Research, Trading Economics, and S2O. Results are not guaranteed. Len Martinez is not an RIA. The data is shown for informational purposes and should not be considered investment advice or an offer to buy or sell securities.